I like found LinkedIn and it opened up this whole other world to me. You know, I see like a picture behind you. I think it's Kobe Bryant. Yes, and you know, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan, man, of like, you know, he talks about not being able to relate to lazy people, you know, show up every day, read, learn, grow, engage with people. And, you know, you look back in 12, 24, 36 months, you'll be like, wow, you know, I've come so far. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, for me, it's kind of like, it's, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Powerful. Who says tech can't be human? What's going on, Hacker Valley fam? Welcome back to the show. Lately, I've been having cybersecurity legend after cybersecurity legend on the show, and I'm glad to say I got another. My guest is someone who is legendary because of their work that they're doing today, but they're going to be even more of a legend in the coming days and years because they are constantly doing things in the field of cybersecurity. My special guest this episode is Chris Hughes. Chris is the co-founder and president at Acquia, and I mentioned he's doing legendary work. Chris is also Cyber Innovation Fellow at Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, where he's helping the world understand software supply chain security better. Chris, it has been a while since we chopped it up at Black Hat just for a second. Most importantly, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun to chat with you guys, and I love what you guys are doing for the community, so I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. Glad to have you back. I want to start with a little bit about your background. Uh, for everyone that comes on the show, whether they've been on before or the second time, I love to do my research. And when I was going through your background, watching podcast episodes with you on it, I started to wonder, I was like, wow, this guy has an amazing career. You know, there's a little bit of government work, consulting, and now founding a company. When you think back to the early days of being introduced to cybersecurity, what was the thing that pulled you into the space in the first place? Yeah, honestly, um, you know, I kind of, I was always interested in technology and computers and things like that growing up. Uh, and I joined the military, joined the Air Force. And I started off literally on the help desk and doing system administration, networking, you know, everything from the ground up back in the on-prem, you know, legacy days of IT. Um, and then I fell into cybersecurity. And I'll be honest with you, like it didn't really, I didn't get the bug until I started to become a parent. Once I had a family, I was like, hey, I got responsibilities now, you know, I got to grow up. And I started really digging in deep into the career, you know, career field of cybersecurity and like the opportunities and all the opportunities it presents to us as professionals. And, you know, I just kept going and going from there, like a relentless, relentless um, interest and desire to learn and grow as a professional and like contribute to the community of awesome people that we have. And that's what led me down the path. And, like you know, I've just kind of never looked back since then. Love that. When you look back, you know, on the, the days of being in the help desk, having some kids, at what point did you become such a LinkedIn superstar? You know, like there's you have tens of thousands of followers. I think it was like 50,000 on just LinkedIn. And that's like a very high number that I've seen on LinkedIn. What was the progression leading up to that? And when did your journey of like all this collaboration and networking really start? Yeah, this uh, it dates back almost a decade ago. 
you know, I was starting to first get exposed to cloud computing, working with the Department of Defense at the time. I was with the Navy and I would drive in, you know, kind of sit in my uh, this dusty cubicle that I worked in with the Navy. And, uh, you know, I stumbled across LinkedIn and I was like, you know, trying to climb the, climb the career ladder uh, within the organization. And I like found LinkedIn and opened up this whole other world to me. Like there's an entire career field of other individuals out there, other organizations out there. Uh, that are, you know, freely sharing information, engaging in interesting conversation, uh, helping learn and, you know, upskill each other basically through their communication and dialogue. And I just started learning, you know, relentlessly at that point around, you know, cloud security and DevOps and DevSecOps and things like that. And what I was doing is as I was, you know, reading articles or, or reading books, I would, I would summarize them and start writing about it in a post, you know, say, hey, I read this article. Here's what I learned. Here's what it covers. Or I read this book. Here's why it's great. You should check it out on and on. And it just kind of snowballed from there to where, you know, I can say over the last, you know, I don't even know, six, seven years or something like that. I've posted, you know, at least five days a week, uh, probably multiple times a day of things I'm reading, learning and, you know, kind of ingesting to the community. I've done that consistently for, you know, six, seven years straight now. And it's just kind of grown to what it is. What makes you want to do that? I'm sure when someone thinks about doing like posts on LinkedIn, especially about things that you're learning that you're not necessarily confident in, it might give them a little anxiety. What what was pulling you to do that in the early days? Yeah, I mean, there's several things. First was trying to like build a, a name for myself, open up other opportunities. Like I talked about professionally, whether, you know, a new job or, a, a, you know, get a promotion, some kind of career advancement of some sort. Um, and then also just seeing that as I started to share information and connect with people, I ended up connecting with a lot of people who were also sharing great information and I wanted to keep learning and growing. So I just kept connecting with people and sharing information. And then I was finding other people that were sharing great stuff. So I would connect with them and learn from them. Maybe they had an area of expertise that I didn't have, things like that. And then honestly, it's just, you know, uh, uh, a commitment to discipline. You know, I see like a picture behind you. I think it's Kobe Bryant. Yes, and you know, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan, man, of like, you know, he talks about not being able to relate to lazy people. And like you see him doing, he's doing free throws and, and practicing after the game, you know? And like, it comes down to like when people say like, how do I build a personal brand or how do I do X? It's like, you do the things that people don't want to do and you do them consistently for a long period of time. And that's kind of what it got me into the, doing what I was doing with LinkedIn. Um, and I talked about this a little bit with you as well, but like in our career field, you know, it's, it's vast and there's so many different areas of expertise and specialties and things like that. And often you can feel like an imposter, you know, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want to come across like I don't know what I'm talking about, especially when you're younger, you know, things like that earlier on in your career. Um, but for me, you know, I was more scared of not learning and not finding something out uh, because I never address it. Then you kind of just ignore mm -hmm. deficiencies or knowledge gaps that you have because you're afraid of bruising your ego. Right. Uh, for me, I'd rather like find out what I don't know and grow and keep learning so that over time, you know, you become a pretty formidable individual in this profession. You know, you start to learn and grow. And, and you can stand on your own. And like, you know, if you don't know something, you get increasingly comfortable with just saying, I don't know, but I'm going to go and find out. And there's so many resources out there that I can go read or learn or dig into this or speak to someone who's an expert in it. And that's just kind of the way I approach it, honestly. So did you end up getting that promotion? You know, you started doing the post for promotion. I, I would have never thought to post to LinkedIn, but I guess it does make a lot of sense to publicly display that, you know, you're doing great things, getting certifications. What was that promotion like? Did it happen? <laughs> so it's interesting because you work in a large, large organization like uh, Department of Navy, for example. Uh, most people have no idea who you are. You know, you're just a number in some place in some building somewhere. 
But then when I started building that brand online, you know, I would start to get recognized by other people that worked in the organization or they'd be like, oh, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to cloud or cloud security or whatever. Uh, but all that said, I didn't get promoted in that organization. I actually let, left and went to the private sector and started doing some consulting work. Um, and I just had more flexibility with that approach. You know, when you work for the government, you got to be careful what you say on what and on what kind of outlets and like, you know, you don't have that autonomy. Um, so I wanted that autonomy. And that's what led me to the private sector of doing consulting type work. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough, like how many doors it's open for me just to build that personal brand and build that network of people. Um, and they always, you know, there's a saying, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of like, it's, it's not who, you know, it's who knows you. Mm-hmm. And like, I started building a name for myself so that people know me and they know me, you know, I've kind of built credibility over a long period of time of demonstrating, you know, knowledge on something and being humble when I don't know something and just engaging in, you know, fruitful conversation and giving advice and, you know, being there as a, as a kind of contributing member of the community and it's opened up so many opportunities. Powerful. That That's a powerful quote. I'm definitely going to be using that. I'll be tagging you in it as well. When you look at LinkedIn, there's a lot of things happening. There's people selling, there's people uh, advertising themselves as a, as a person, elevating their personal brand. There's also people that kind of just want to experiment. When you look at all of that, all across the LinkedIn spectrum, what is the thing that works? Where should people be investing their time uh, when when looking at publishing on a platform like LinkedIn? Yeah, it's going to sound, um, I guess, like kind of intuitive or, or like common sense. But I think the biggest thing that makes people stand out is being real, like being a person. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to like try to polish up this great post of this list of resources and like, you know, try to craft and cultivate all the content so perfectly. And I found like you'll spend time doing that and like it'll just flop and no one cares. Or you'll just put out a real post, like how you're feeling and what you're thinking and like, People resonate with that. You know, I've had like great traction just sharing experiences from failure, failing a certification exam that's put tens of hours preparing for, you know, just being honest and like showing a little bit of your personal life of who you are as a person, as well as a professional, like showing your expertise and passion, you know, for the profession, of course, but also just being an individual person. I think that people, you know, that resonates with people, it lets them connect with you a little bit more and feel like they know you to some extent. Uh, I can't tell you like, you know, from doing that, I go to places and people are like, oh, Chris, like I've been following you. You know, it's like they know who I am because I'm just, you know, being open and being kind of an individual uh, and sharing my personality. And like it's it's worked out great that way. Uh, plus, you don't need to, you know, kind of overthink it. Just be yourself, you know, and share what you're passionate about. Share that enthusiasm. And I think it really resonates with people. I'm sure it helps that you also look like your LinkedIn picture for when people try to spot you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a second. You know, you have your picture front and display on your LinkedIn. You also have a banner of your company. And like, there's a lot of detail and effort that you put into it. When you look at someone that's trying to connect with you, you don't necessarily know them. Maybe they have seen some of your work and they want you to know who they are. How could they stand out in your eyes? Uh for me, it, you know, kind of showing, you know, showing they've taken some time to understand like who I am, what I'm interested in, you know, what my areas of interest and expertise are, you know, what I, what I do for a living, you know, kind of where, where you fall, fall in the industry, uh, you know, because sometimes I won't lie, you get a lot of messages that are just canned. You can tell it's been copy and pasted to like many people, you know, yeah. or they lead with like, as soon as they connect with you, they lead with trying to sell you something or like, you know, get your time in some shape or form versus just having open conversation, like, Hey, I read something you posted. I really like that. You know, it made me think about X, Y, and Z. Um, so again, just kind of, you know, being a person and, and being, you know, kind of real and, and, and who you are and what you're thinking, what you're interested in versus kind of just copy and paste it and like a canned message and trying to immediately out the gate, sell them, sell something or like get your time in some shape or form, you know, do you live at the nexus of creativity and cyber? 
Do you want to? My name is Chris Cochran. I am a cybersecurity leader and content creator, and I have been fortunate enough to create some award-winning podcasts, web series, and more. Hacker Valley has created a brand new event with Cyber Marketing Society called Cyber Creator Con, focused on content creation in the ever-evolving world of cybersecurity. And it's all going down December 11th, 2023 at the Marriott downtown in Austin as a part of the bigger cyber marketing con. You're going to hear from folks like Meryl Vernon, Danny Wolf, Dr. Chase Cunningham, Cybersecurity Girl, and yours truly. During this one day free event, you're going to learn the business of creating in cybersecurity. How do you make content and even how do you leverage social media for personal branding? Be sure to head on over to hackervalley.com forward slash cybercreatorcon and we'll see you there. I think that a lot of times, even when you're when you don't think you're jumping the gun, you might still be jumping the gun. Like I get a lot of messages, people saying, hey, I saw one of your videos. Will you be my mentor? And like that's a big ask because that's time, that's involvement, that's going to be probably something that's recurring. Um, and I've been wondering, you know, if someone were to try to be, let's say, my friend or be an acquaintance on LinkedIn, what would be the best way for them to approach me? Like, what are the things that they could say? I feel like asking me a question might cause a little friction because then I have to answer thoughtfully. What have been the tactics that you use early on in your LinkedIn journey to get people to know who you were directly one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, I, I want to touch on something you said and answer the question there is like, uh, it's a two-way street on the mentor-mentee situation. And a lot of times people lead with the ask of wanting something, but they're maybe not willing to do the work themselves or they haven't really, you know, kind of positioned themselves in a place where, you know what, this person's hustling, that they're putting the time in, they have some potential, I'm, I definitely would like to help them, you know. Uh, and then also like, you know, getting to know someone one-on-one, -on -one, like you talked about there, I would just say, like I said, just get, getting familiar with what they're interested in, what they've been working on, you know, where they are in the community, what they're up to, and just, you know, being forward about, you know, what you're interested in and what you're trying to get out of the exchange, you know, I've I've kind of what what's worked for me is kind of, you know, being uh, you ever heard the term of a go giver, like not a go getter, yeah. a go giver. Like I'm just trying to give out as much information as I can, sharing things that are good resources that people might benefit from or use. And over time, you know, as I've done that, you know, as I've kind of tried to give and give and give to the community information and resources, people have been willing to give back in the way that like, hey, Chris, you know what? Like, uh, you know, I've been following you for a long time. You share a lot of great things that I've learned from or benefited from. Let me introduce you to so-and-so or let me, you know, you know, it benefits me in some way after a long time of kind of building that credibility of just giving to the community and trying to give back, you know? Right. Let's look at the impact, the impact that has had on your life. What has been the most memorable opportunity that has come out of LinkedIn and share the story about how that came to be? It's, it's tough because there's been a lot, you know, honestly, like uh, just through LinkedIn, I haven't, I haven't uh, directly applied for a job and years, you know, like I, it's always through connections and relationships. Um, I've had an opportunity to do a lot of public speaking, webinars, conferences, things of that nature as I've built, uh, you know, a name and, and an area of expertise that people are interested to hear what I say. Um, and then having conversations with like folks like you and Chris and other people like these outlets that are, you know, out there contributing to the community. Uh, so it's tough to pick one. Uh, but one that I'll say like has been really impactful for me is um, I had the opportunity that earlier this year to publish a book. And uh, the reason I was able to do that is, you know, I just blindly approached a publisher and they could have been like, I don't know who you are or like, you know, why would we hear you out? Right. But they went to my LinkedIn. They saw I've been consistently speaking about this topic. 
you know, for publishing long form articles, doing public speaking on the topic, had built, you know, kind of an expertise in this domain. Um, and they put, you know, took a chance and worked with me. And I got an opportunity to publish a book, which is really cool for me uh, because neither of my parents even graduated high school, you know, let alone uh, publish a book. Uh, so it's like, you know, and then like I was able to take my kids to the physical bookstore, the Barnes and Noble and, you know, show like, hey, this is dad's book, you know, and like now my kids like they, they love reading. My daughter's like on the floor with like papers trying to write a book and ask, ask like, dad, <laughs> dad, how do I get this to a publisher? You know, and I'm like, it's I'm trying to explain the same thing we're talking about. It's a journey. It's going to take a lot of work. You got, you know, you got a lot of steps ahead of you. Um, but like, you know, that for me was a really cool personal experience. That, that's a positive can-do attitude. And it's, it's really cool to hear that your, your kids are picking that up. When I was younger, I used to think that writing a book, you needed permission. Like you needed someone to give you the permission. But little did I know that you could write your entire book and shop it around. And now you're kind of working at your own leisure. Of course, you'll need to make edits and make sure that it provides value. But like you could write your book and today look at something like self-publishing and when you look at LinkedIn, I feel like LinkedIn is the professional way to self-publish your brand, which I think is really cool. Uh, I post a lot of videos. You know, we have a video podcast, so that's where I spend the majority of my time on LinkedIn is posting videos, interacting with people, follow you. I got the bell turned on. So every post that you do, I got it. That's why you're always at the top of my mind. Uh, but when you uh, are posting, what's what's your preference for like creating content? Yeah, it's interesting. I joked about this before we went online with you, uh, but like I am kind of an introvert. Like, so I don't typically want to be in front of a bunch of people speaking, but I will do it. And uh, I enjoy <laughs> engaging with the community, but I'm the type like I can do it. And then I need like some alone time after like to recharge yeah. my batteries, you know. Um, but for me, like, uh, you know, I enjoy having conversations like these. I host a podcast almost every week where we do video and audio. Uh, and it's hard to replace that with, you know, written form content. But for me, my personal favorite kind of content is writing. Uh, I feel like it helps me think. It helps me kind of organize my thoughts and articulate, you know, a specific topic. So I'll often like, you know, I have a Substack, for example, called Resilient Cyber, where I'll go read a new publication or a white paper or like, you know, a book, whatever. Uh, and I'll go do a real deep dive on it through writing. And as I've done that, you know, I've really learned a lot. You know, if you're going to teach something, you got to understand it. So like by writing, you're kind of teaching it, you know. Uh, so I like writing a lot. And, and you know, I know everyone doesn't have the uh, patience to read some of my articles. There's Some of them can be long, um, but it just helps me organize my thoughts and, you know, kind of really build uh, expertise or knowledge in a certain domain. When I think about all the work that you put out and like reading some of the works, because you post sometimes I would say like three times a day. Is that right? Yeah, two, two to three times a day some days. Yeah. I don't know if that's like, a, you know, I don't know if that's a in blessing of the algorithm gods or whatever. But I, I do it. Yeah. When, when you look at that output, posting three times a day, uh, what would you recommend for someone that is trying to take their personal brand seriously? Would you recommend posting three times a day or using a different strategy? Yeah, we've actually been having this uh, conversation internally to my company because there's people out, you know, on the team who want to start to build their personal brand or engage in the community more, whether they represent our team or just themselves or, you know, put their expertise out there and engage more. And like, I, I try to advise people, like, don't overthink it. Like, don't think you need to be Chris Hughes or whoever, like, you know, insert whoever, right? Um, you know, just do what makes you feel comfortable. But the most important thing is starting and staying consistent. Maybe it's once a day, maybe it's once a week, maybe it's every Monday. Uh, but the, the the bottom line is like you have to start and you have to consistently do it because if you don't, you're just never going to build that following and you're not going to kind of be top of mind. Like you talked about being top of mind for folks because you, you're just not consistent. They might see something one time, but you know, you got to do it consistently over a long period of time. 
uh, to get where you want to be. Uh, so just start small and being consistent, I think can go a long way and don't overthink it. Like you're going to overthink like using the right words and the right yeah. image and the right, it's a post, it'll be gone. People won't remember it in a day or two anyway. So just get it out there and stay consistent and then just keep iterating as you learn, like what resonated, what didn't resonate, what people seem to take to or not, you know, and there's some really great people in the community. You guys, there's a, uh, you guys had uh, the guy teach me cyber on, on a little, a little yeah, while. Yeah, Jason Rebels. Like, he's another great example. Like I saw him like, man, he's making these great images that, you know, in five slides, he really teaches me what I need to know real quick. You know, it's like he, he found a unique kind of way of approaching, communicating uh, value to the community. And like now I see his stuff, I stop and read it because I know I'm going to learn something, you know, and just find what works for you and like stick with it consistently. That That's sound advice. When you look at your personal brand, there's equity that comes out of it. Um, some people, you know, look at all of the equity being monetary, but there's also career capital. That's the career equity. What would if you could cash in all your career capital on one thing, what would you cash it in on? <laughs> That's tough. Um, no, I, I, I like where you're going with that because it's not all monetary. You know, there's there's relationships. And I feel like, you know, my show is called Resilient Cyber, for example, and I feel like my career has become somewhat resilient in the sense that if I run into hardship in one opportunity, one job, one company, I have a vast network of people that I've now built relationships with that allow me to have another door open or find another opportunity, you know? And that's how I think of it. It's kind of like a safety net, a social safety net in the sense that you've built this great, rich ecosystem of, of you know, friendships and relationships. Um, in terms of what I would cash it in on, um, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know how to approach that question, to be honest with you. <laughs> for me you know i would probably uh one i i have cashed in my career capital i've cashed it in on the podcast in a, in a great way being able to run a business i'm sure that you cashed in a part of your career capital with running your business um but if i had to cash mine in on just one thing i would probably cash it in on a self-sustainable dream house like a, a house that could you know, be self-sustaining where I'm off the grid completely. I would gladly cash it all in for that. <laughs> I like it, man. Just get away, disconnect from everything. Um, you know, I love it, especially in this day where we always feel connected, the little phantom buzz, even when we step away from the, the desk, you know, there's always this thing kind of buzzing going mm -hmm. off on us, you know? So there's someone out there listening and watching this right now that wants to be a little bit more known to their target audience. They want the world, the cybersecurity industry to remark about them. If you had to point them in a direction, what would be your one piece of advice to them? Uh, I would say, you know, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, like you said, there's monetary value and we all, you know, want to have a great career and, and financially be okay for ourselves and our family. Uh, but, you know, do it because you're passionate about the community and, and, you know, positioning yourself in the community to be kind of someone that's valued among the community and trusted and, and people turn to for advice. You know, if the biggest thing is just getting started, being consistent and, uh, you know, kind of building a name for who you are as an individual and then, you know, be pretty diligent and uh, disciplined about it. You know, show up every day, read, learn, grow, engage with people. And, you know, you look back in 12, 24, 36 months, you're like, wow, you know, I've come so far. Uh, it's step by step. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, yeah. Sound advice. I would highly recommend everyone to check out Chris's LinkedIn. I think he's a great example of just someone that is, you know, building that social career capital in a great and authentic way. Chris, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy uh, schedule to jump on the mics with me. Uh, for anyone that wants to stay up to date with Chris, 
Be sure to check out the description or show notes wherever you're listening or watching this episode. And with that, we will see everyone next time.